We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, LightYears listeners? We're excited to invite you to the official LightYears slash Warriors World Draft Party on July 29th at Standard Deviant Brewery in San Francisco. Our first official show since post-pandemic. Post-pandemic, food, drinks, real-time draft analysis, Q&As, special guests, free merch giveaways. And remember, your first drink is on us with a ticket purchase. We are excited and can't wait to see you there. Info to purchase tickets can be found on our social feeds and official Light Years link tree. holiday light years listeners uh andy and i are recording this before the holiday so hopefully uh, there hasn't been breaking news for the warriors like there has been in the past on the fourth but we thought it was a perfect time to do a little trip down memory lane Let's play a little nostalgia for you guys i mean does it, get, it doesn't get any better than you know the last few july fourths that we had as a warriors fan so um, this is kind of our, uh, our our treat to ourselves and, of course, the followers and all Warriors fans. Um, back when the Warriors were were title champions in a dynasty, Sam, and, and going to be a dynasty. So I, I'm excited. Yeah. So today is the five-year anniversary of Kevin Ooh. Durant signing with the Warriors. I want to start with this. Do you remember where you were when the news broke July 4th, 2016? Because I have very distinct memories. I do as well. I do as well. So I remember that a day or two before, I want to say 24 hours before Durant tweeted at that article. That chapter. Yeah, the next chapter, um, which was hilarious. Uh, you remember Warriors World and, the, and, and a very large majority of Warriors Twitter were on the timeline, essentially, you know, having fun, kind of uh, joking about maybe the Warriors landing Kevin Durant. Um, and so I think that's what got me really excited. Um, and I remember very specifically, I essentially almost stayed up all night that night. Um, it was either Friday or Saturday night, and I stayed up all night into July 4th thinking, damn, it's going to happen anytime, anytime. I finally fell asleep, I think, at like 3, 4 a.m. And 
if you remember, Sam, I think he tweeted out it broke at like 7 a.m. It was super early in the morning for us West Coasters when it broke. And so I was in bed and then I and then the rest of the day was just a lot of drinking and celebrating. But I remember that that specific moment when it broke in the in the hours before it of Warriors fans kind of were you uh, their way up. It was incredible. were you in San Francisco or were you uh, out of town? Okay. I was in SF. I was in SF. Yeah. So, so I was in, um, I was up in like Sonoma area at a, um, friend's house and, or like, I can't remember. Anyway. Um, I, like you, we were getting texts that it was potentially going to happen. And it was like, everyone, you know, like I heard from a guy who heard from a guy, you know, like that type of stuff. And like, you know, I want to believe it, but part of me is so skeptical that it's uh it's gonna happen, you know? And I was like, there's no way it's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Cause part of me just, you know, that's not what the Warriors do. Even though the Warriors had won a title, even though they signed Andre Godala, actually on the fourth of July, like three years prior, I it just this is like a different tier. This is like a Yankee tier type of signing, right? Like this isn't stuff the Warriors did, right? Yeah. And I this remember. Was- yeah, same thing as you. I I, uh, I was scrolling my phone nonstop, probably getting yelled at for being too much on my phone. And then uh, when the news broke, it just victory lap around the house. And then, uh, uh, yeah, then then had a very fun fourth with with a lot of beverages. I remember I that see I remember that was when I headed over to Dolores Park because it was gorgeous that weekend. Which hopefully is going to be the same for this weekend for everyone. Uh, and I remember just, it was champagne, it was wine, and I hate wine, or I hated wine back then. I actually kind of like wine now. A lot of wine, a lot of beer, a lot of, lot of hard alcohol. And Andy, Andy's like LeBron, anti-wine, goes to Miami, turns into some sommelier. I do, I do. I have been enjoying wine. You'd be proud of me, man. I, I have been enjoying wine. It's the hangover is a lot, like, it's, it's, it's just easier to manage, right? It's just, it's easier. And it goes well with food. It's the only thing I can drink, only thing I can drink and eat with at the same time outside of like sake um but anyway um the kd stuff was you talked about the type of move it was i don't even know if there's ever been a move like that in nba history because you know the the warriors they were coming off a championship and a 73 win season and you could argue the only player that they could never guard was kevin durant like that was the guy as warriors fans we would always say you would just be petrified. You just pray. Like Andre Godala did a good job on LeBron James, which you always thought like, you know, he does some good stuff. He had kind of nothing for KD. And and like KD was just, and he still is that great offensively where there's no, it doesn't matter who you are. PJ, no chance. And uh, the Warriors getting him, I like the yeah, Lakers just, couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. It's incredible. You just you just pray KD runs out of gas. Yeah, because one on one, he's gonna do what he wants to do. And you're right. Like I mean, LeBron's a phenomenal player, but like LeBron's always like more scary with his passing. Like he's not KD one on one. KD just like it doesn't matter who you put on him on an island. He's getting what he wants, and he'll either make it or miss it. So yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the biggest free agent moves in NBA history, and. Uh, it's it's wild that it's been five years, man. It feels, in some ways, it feels like it was just yesterday. In other ways, it feels like it was 20, 30 years ago. I, 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 get, I get that feeling. Sometimes it, it, you either feel like it just happened, like, my God, like this team, they were the greatest team of all time, 16-1 through the postseason. Or with all the stuff that's happened since that first season of KD, it does kind of feel sometimes like it was two decades ago.
<laughs> the stuff that the Warriors went through and then the stuff the Warriors went through since after Katie left is just I mean, and when you throw the pandemic into it, like Ugh. it really does feel like it was like a hundred years ago sometimes. Like it's it's just wild. Um, I want to ask you, so Katie was a warrior for three seasons. As far as I'm concerned, no one beat them. They just didn't. Toronto, Toronto outlasted the Warriors. Um, no one's convincing me the Warriors are losing if they run back, if the full cast is healthy. Nobody's even trying to convince you, too, is the thing. Like, nobody – have you noticed that? Like, nobody has ever tried to Yeah, because we don't – also, we don't argue here. Like, we would, you know, yeah, that's true. would have yeah. three-peated if they had injuries. It's just kind of like, that sucked, man. Felt bad. I feel bad for both KD and especially Clay, considering, yeah. uh, you know, Clay's kind of had it worse now. But um, – we did get three magical years. I, I watched Jordan's Bulls. I watched the Kobe Shaq Lakers. I do think the 2016 Warrior 17 Warriors are probably better than both those teams. I think they're the best team of my lifetime. Like, in, if you just wow. want individual seasons, and if nothing else, they're on that short list. Like, they were such a machine that year. Afterwards, they were a little more just of a normal great team. But that one year was like probably some of the best basketball anyone's ever going to see with just how good they were. And it was all because um, you add KD to a group who already was pretty damn good without him and everyone's bought in. Like I, it's just hard to achieve that pinnacle of success. That T that season needs a 30 for 30. That was like the honeymoon stage on steroids. I mean, every relationship that everyone's ever been in the honeymoon stage, whether it be three months, six months or a year or, or whatever, maybe some people say honeymoon stage is forever, but for the warriors, that honeymoon stage of one year was just ridiculous. You do remember they lost by like 30 game one against the Spurs. Like that was the crazy part. And everybody's coming out. That first season, that first regular season that that team played, every single game seemed to matter. That Spurs game and then the cupcake game. You remember that one? I kind of wrote it down here in my notes. That was incredible where they went back to OKC. And game itself was awful. But the drama uh, on and off the court was just Oh, like it, it had like – it had a playoff atmosphere even oh. if it wasn't playoff hoops. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember them getting, you know, kind of – just beaten down in LA the first week. And like, this is like the D'Angelo Russell, terrible Lakers. And I'm just like, why are they so bad? Why is this not working? And then uh, the funniest thing is like, literally took them like five to six games. And then they just go on a machine, like run for a long period of time. And uh, it's almost easy to forget. Like, was it John Jonathan Simmons who, Looked like the best player on the oh. court for the Spurs when he had you had you had KD, you had Steph, you have Clay, you have Draymond, and Jonathan Simmons is the star of the game. Yeah, it was it was that was the one I it just it was it was funny. Uh, the other thing about that team was, and KD of course was, they were perfect together. Like that's the thing. You you look at Brooklyn this season. You know KD, James Harden, Kawhi, uh, Kyrie, and then you got a bunch of other role players that are really good. You could argue that team had just as much talent as 16-17, as but 16-17, that fit was ridiculous. They have, just, they have just as much offensive firepower, but they're not as complete at all. Oh, you know? Defensively, right? Remember them on defense? Just KD was – people were like, oh, like, he's so, such a great shooter score, but you remember KD on defense on the Warriors. Like, that was – like, he led the league in blocks a couple times. Remember that? Like, he was just – like, they're switching defense. I mean, the I Warriors still think made. he's Ugh. kind of the archetype for the perfect Ugh. player in a small ball lineup next to Draymond because yeah. Draymond, like, bodies people up, but then you have the long guy who's coming for the weak side shot challenge, you know. 
Uh, maybe maybe the Warriors can make a move for my guy Jonathan Isaac and do that. But that's another podcast. Uh, so, but I think um, and actually, you bring up a great point. I think we often forget how good the entire group was in 2017 uh, because a popular topic is like how much Draymond's game has potentially declined. I will take it to the bank. He was just as good in 17 as he was in 16. It just wasn't as obvious because he didn't have to do as much, but he still shot the ball at a pretty decent clip. I want to say he shot almost 40% from three in the playoffs. I know he shot like 32% in the regular season, but we, we would, we would kill for 32% of the regular season from dream on these days. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now in the playoffs. He shot 41% from three averaged 13 points a game in the playoffs. Um, he was still averaging 10, 11 points a game in the regular season while doing all the little things, you know, best defensive player in the league and all that stuff. Uh, Steph, I thought was phenomenal all year. Uh, really coming off of that, like disappointing 16 finals with the messed up knee clay, Clay's just Mr. Consistent. He's kind of the same guy for like most of the run, really. And then obviously Kevin Durant. It's hard to argue if that's the best Kevin Durant, but it's certainly not like worse than the best Kevin Durant either. So it's just like it's the combination of fit, talent, buy-in, and then them all peaking at the same time. That's really the thing. It's like Draymond was 27 peaking. Clay was 27 peaking. KD and um, Steph were 29 at their peak. It's just... You Andre don't see Gallo that was stuff. the perfect role player. Like, yeah. And, and that's not for like, remember Even Livingston. Yeah. Oh, like a TK. Remember Hamptons five. I forget. We got to throw that one in there. They had, they coined them the Hamptons five, which is very Lake, very LA. Like I thought it was, it was funny, but like that, that the death lineup was the original lineup, right? Like they, there was small ball lineup built around Steph Clay and Draymond um, was incredible. And then you, you nuked that lineup with, with Katie over at Harrison Martins. Like, what are we talking about here? Um, absolutely unstoppable. Best defensive player in the team, uh, best defensive team in the league. Also, the best offensive team in the league. Like, that, that's the stuff where it's cra- you look at who's winning. And the last I don't think of- it was close on either side. Was like not. maybe it was not. If yeah. if you were to make a case, it, it honestly would be like the seventeen Cavs were close-ish on offense. Offense, yes. But like defense, not. Yeah, it's just they were just so far and ahead of everyone. It's like it kind of makes me laugh when people are like, this team has an offensive rating better than the 17 warriors. I'm like, yeah, but you really, you really think they're a better offense than them. You really think so? Or you think maybe the 17 warriors just pulled the kind of pulled the dogs off in the third quarter, like half the games of the season. Yeah. There was nothing better than watching that team when they tried. Um, and not, not, not that season, they tried every game this season, but the two seasons after, you know, they kind of put the, they kind of relaxed a little bit, which is every, Big, every championship team um and then the the other thing also about this about this team and and the nba was i just think this this team made basketball ridiculous to watch like i know people complained about kd going to the warriors and steph not being steph but i don't care who you are if you're a warriors fan or a lakers fan or a lebron fan <laughs> or whatever but if you watch this team and you thought about how they played basketball this is like the pinnacle of hoops you'll never see something like this again because I almost have to give credit here, a lot of credit to Steve Kerr because they didn't have to play the, the way that they had to, but because they played that motion style, it made basketball that much more fun to watch. And that was when KD bought in. He bought into that team and he was cutting and he was passing and Kerr was right. If you're able to play that way, man, the greatest team, like you said, greatest team of all time. It was, it was, just, it was, it was amazing. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The KD era was short-lived, but we'll all remember it. KD is right in saying, you know, you guys will remember those three years more than anything. What are your favorite KD moments? Oh. Favorite KD moments. Um, first one is going to be uh, the cupcake game because I brought that up earlier and I just can't stop thinking about that one because he didn't get the same level, I think, of just outright hatred as LeBron James did after making the decision, right? But it was as close as you're ever going to see it, as you're ever going to see it. I think people were not only attacking the Warriors, but they were I, the people weren't just attacking KD, they were attacking the Warriors. Right. And I think it was one of those things where this team was an all time great team. And just and the Miami Heat, if you remember, were not an all time great team. None of those teams were all time greats. They were a very good team. They won back to back championships, but they weren't this team. Like this team, the 2013 Heat, but they could just never stay healthy enough to be an all time great team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that. That's the thing. And, and that team got a bunch of hate, but this team, you're talking about one of the greatest of, of all time with two players that are going to be in the top 15 in the NBA history. And uh, the hatred coming in, remember the Russell Westbrook, I'll do what I want promos. He got an MVP because people felt bad for Char- going to the Warriors. Remember that? MVP. You yeah. remember, like, you, I think people forget about all that stuff. Um, and the Warriors went in and uh, I don't know, man, I, I, I can't imagine the atmosphere there. I can't imagine being there and uh, KD and, and Russ getting after it. And then the Warriors end up blowing them out. That was one of my top moments of KD's era. Yeah, actually, well, you know, what's funny. You know what I wrote down as one of my favorites? Mm. 
when he wore the cupcake hat after winning the title. I really appreciated the, the subtle, the subtle trolling with a hat underrated because everyone's calling him soft for it. And he's like, okay, wearing a little cupcake hat. So I'm going to throw that one in, in confluence, but I'll give you another moment that I really liked. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies game where he and Draymond got into it. Uh, KD oh. tried to go hero ball down the stretch. Draymond got a little mad at him for not like playing their way. And from that moment on, they became a juggernaut. Now we all know what happened against the Clippers in 19 when the same thing happened, but I think it kind of, when I think when we look back on it, the fact that they learned from that moment, which was just, it it wasn't even that big of a deal, honestly, like Katie wanted to go one-on-one in a specific moment. Um, And it was probably not the right play right there, but like, whatever, he's going to do what he wants to do sometimes. Um, From that moment on, you could tell the season was going to be special because the best player on the team was willing to kind of sacrifice his ego and just kind of buy into it. And they just wanted to run after that. We don't talk about enough about the sacrifices that the players made uh, to win those championships. KD uh, coming to the Warriors, uh, KD having to essentially not be the, he likes being the, the, everybody does likes being the lead ball handler, lead playmaker, gaining score 45 points. Uh, he didn't really get to do that because nobody really does that for Steve Kerr's offense, right? And then the sacrifices uh, that Steph Curry had to make. Um, you don't think he thought he was the best player on that team? Like, I thought he was the best player on that team, but that's what people talked about all day long. I don't think they care. They just want to win the title. Um, Draymond Green, uh, Andre, like Clay Thompson. Although, if you look at Clay Thompson's numbers, it didn't seem like he sacrificed the thing. He shot the same amount as he did before, which I thought was always funny. I'm, I'm still uh, not dribbling, but I'm still shooting. <laughs> those quotes that they had, I, 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 those, some of the quotes that they I, had, I ain't sacrificing shit. Yeah, I ain't said that's ex- that's exactly the one I'm talking about. Another moment I thought was great, uh, season one was, uh, they were struggling a little bit in the first month of the season. And uh, if you remember correctly, if I remember correctly, uh, Steph was actually having trouble playing with KD. They didn't really, it was kind of a my turn, your turn type of thing. And he was being too deferential. He's being too nice. Classic Steph, classic Steph, like he is to this day. Um, And KD told him, look, just be who you are. We're going to win, but we're not going to win if you're not the Steph Curry that I came to play with. Um, And I think from that point on, like you said, there were those small, subtle shifting points. From that point on, I think Steph said, look, like, this is my team. This is my franchise. KD, same thing. All these guys. We're here to play together. We're not here to fight each other, at least not in year one. Uh, so I think that ended up perfectly well. That Then uh, then Steph came, went back to who he was. And uh, Steph, like you said, was just as good as he was 16, 17, as he was in 15, 16, man. Like, people just didn't notice that because, because of KD and all these other guys. But, man. Guys, we're unreal. Absolutely. Um, we obviously have to throw in the dagger shot over LeBron sure, in 2017. Sure. I think the one in 18 is a little overrated. That Cavs team sucks. <laughs> but um, the 2017 one, uh, that Cavs team was legit. Kyrie was playing out of his mind. LeBron was at the peak of his powers. Their pieces fit. That was a very good team. Um, and they kind of got that classic first home game of a series the refs are going to let them get away with a little more on Steph, particularly on clay a little bit. And 
the Warriors dug in defensively in that game pretty hard. And then when Katie rose up and hit that dagger in LeBron's face, I was like, damn, this, this is why you get, this is why you pursue player of this caliber. Cause you can, you have the best strategy. You can have a great roster, but sometimes you see a guy who can create out of nowhere. Um, it was, it was really just a special moment. Yep. Um, I got another, I got another one for you too. Um, how about, uh, the second season when the Warriors struggled, well, quote unquote, struggled, but they struggled against the Houston Rockets, seven game series. Um, and I think that was one of the, one of the turning points, good and bad for the Warriors. KD had, I'm looking it up now. He had 37 points and they won the game by 13. But if you remember that game, uh, that was something that I, Steph had a terrible game. Uh, that one only 18 quote unquote, terrible. Um, so AKA they doubled and triple teamed them, but that was one of those games that I thought, um, KD started to ISO more. And I thought it was one of those things where KD started realizing, and he probably knew it this whole time that come playoffs, some of this offensive motion system stuff that Steve Kerr loves, isn't going to work. And the Houston Rockets did a great job of chunking that up. And I think KD was the antidote for that. Like he was the guy that said, hey, if you're going to junk up the ISO stuff, I mean, the motion stuff, and you're going to double and triple Steph, I'm just going to get 40. And I think they won game one. They ended up losing a couple more games after that. Um, but they ended up winning that in seven and then beating those fraudulent Cavs after that, right? But I thought that was one of those cool shifts that we started to see with KD. and, and this Yeah, and, and that Houston team... Um... You know, we make fun of them a lot. Uh, the 27 missed threes. <laughs> but uh, they did defensively have the perfect game plan for the Warriors. They, they set it. They worked at it. Didn't mean it worked perfectly, but they did, like, devise a scheme that forced the Warriors to ISO a little bit, right? Yep. Like, their switching took the Warriors out of a lot of actions. I want to I talk one more thing. What's your lasting, what's your lasting memory of Kevin Durant and the Warriors uh... going to be? Uh, how many ways can I take this one? But this is a uh, KD memorial memoriam pod. So I think my lasting memory of Kevin Durant is going to be that the top three greatest superstar of all time uh, believed in the warrior system, believed in Steph Curry, believed that he was going to make the Warriors an all-time great team. I think what KD wanted in terms of what he wanted to make the Warriors and himself came true. I think all of that came true. I think the way that people view them probably wasn't something that he thought was going to happen, but I think what's what KD thought in terms of I'm going to be known as a great player, best player in the NBA, whatever finals MVP, I'm going to make this team a championship team. They're going to be a dynasty, uh, et cetera, et cetera. All those things. I think KD was right. Like, I think he knew that. I think he's right. Um, and I think that's, that's my, like, that's my thought of KD. I think he's, what he wanted to do on the court was right. I think that the issues were what he thought other people were going to think was wrong. But again, you can never control that. The KD started to realize you can never control that. Um, and that's why he's as funny as he is on, on Twitter now. But that's my, like, that's my lasting memory of, uh, of him, Sam. How about you? Yeah, um, mine is just phenomenal talent caliber of player. I never thought the Warriors would have the ability to sign and maybe the most talented player I've ever seen wear a Warriors Jersey. Like you just are not going to find players who are seven feet tall, who can handle shoot the way he does. Um, you know, Steph is Mr. Warriors. He's deserves it. He's every accolade 
he gets, he deserves. But signing KD was a different thing. And it, it, it symbolized for me, the Warriors becoming a big boy instead of just being a lovable underdog. I know they already won a title, but they were kind of a lovable mid-market team. Signing Kevin Durant turned them into a Goliath that I think Joe Lacob relishes, and now he has to deal with the expectations of a Goliath, a fan base who's not okay with just mediocrity at all times. Um, But for me, the Kevin Durant signing signals the Warriors officially transitioning from being like a second tier team to being the Lakers, the Celtics. Like one of these teams whose like expectations top notch. And we'll see if they can keep it up. Yeah, definitely. We'll see if they can keep it up. But I do think think he signaled that change. So we'll leave it here. Hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday.